Free from GP, Rantuck, Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids on your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From Afros and Braves, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey y'all, welcome back. It's round 136. GP3 is in the building. What's going on, man? Tommy B. This year is just flying by, y'all. Just incredible. Uh, again, um, we tape the podcast uh, every Sunday. And I guess I can go ahead and mention it dates the podcast. But we're right against uh, Memorial Day weekend, man. And it just seems like this year just started, man. It's crazy. Um, this week, we've got uh, Tanya B. She's back with sipping the tea. We're going to sip some tea with Tanya B. Also, um, I got some shout outs coming out or coming up and uh, we're going to do some 365 black as well. Let's get into it, y'all. And um, just a couple of shout outs, man. Really excited, man, about this shout out. Rob Redding, a uh, good friend. Uh, Rob and I have known each other for a while, man. And in another life, um, I was doing some stuff with Rob's uh, show before uh, Redding News Review. And now I'm really, really excited to say he's going to be part of the Castropolis uh, family. And uh, we're going to be running his Reading News Review every Sunday. And it looks like right now it's going to be running after GP3. Might might adjust that, but be listening out. But definitely on Sundays, the Reading uh, News Review. It's an hour-long uh, recap of the week, man. It is uh, just an amazing show. Rob is the independent voice of America. Um, uh, again, I've, I've always admired his perspective. He, he does an excellent job um, in, in delivering a perspective that really you don't get uh, in African-American voices. There are very few people who deliver that independence. And I'm really excited. And I hope you enjoy it. Would love your feedback as well when you have the opportunity uh, to check him out. Again, we're running uh, the weekly show every Sunday. He does have a daily show. And what I'll do is I'll make sure the um, information on actually listening to the daily shows available on the podcast page. You do have to subscribe, y'all, but uh, I'll make that information available. It's worth it. Um, And I'll make sure I have that um, on our podcast page. Also, at the end of uh, this show, uh, I will give you a taste of Rob Redding, man, um, some of the topics and how he delivers. So, um, man, excited about that. Really, I am. Uh, also, next weekend, we're doing something real. Uh, it's the um, holiday weekend, the first annual pods and party weekend <laughs> on castropolis.net. You know what we do? We have a, um, a schedule Monday through Friday, but on the weekends, we, we kind of run random shows. And this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, we are going to continue with, you know, running samples of, of all the shows on castropolis.net. But we're going to mix it 
with uh, my man, DJ Bill Black. Big ups to Bill Black. Thank you so much for lending his talent at the top of every hour. It's going to start at midnight um, Memorial Day weekend, which is like midnight Friday night, midnight Saturday morning at 12 a.m. DJ Bill Black at the top of every hour is going to give you a sample. So just a brief interruption of the flowing podcast with some Bill Black magic. And then that, uh, you know, after that's done, we'll go right back into the podcast. But starting again, Friday night, Saturday morning, midnight into the weekend. But I think we'll take it probably through Memorial Day. I'll see how it goes. But um, really excited. And you'll be hearing more about that. It's the pods and party weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And just go to castropolis.net. That's C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. I'll make sure we have that posted on the podcast page. And you'll be hearing about it. You'll be hearing about it. A little 365 Black, y'all. Um, as we do this taping, uh, it is the 94th birth anniversary of slain activist, civil rights leader, uh, spiritualist. I don't even know how to sum up all that uh, Malcolm X created and delivered and uh, and left us his legacy. But he was born on this day in Omaha, Nebraska. In 1925, um, 94th birth anniversary, happy birth anniversary um, to Malcolm X. Also, on this day in 1989, uh, Spike Lee's greatest film, I consider it his accomplishment, uh, should have been nominated for an Academy Award, should have won an Academy Award. It should have been Best Picture that year. Do the right thing in 1989, as uh, what Pub PE said, 1989. <laughs> Do the right thing debuted at the Cannes Film Festival 30 years ago. That is amazing, man. 1989, Spike Lee's greatest accomplishment. Do the right thing. That's exciting. That is exciting. All right, y'all. Let's uh, let's uh, let's sip some tea with Tanya B. Hey, what's up, y'all? She is back hey. with more tea. Tanya B is in the building. Tanya B, what you got? Oh, I got a few things. Just rock with me because I've got a lot to share with you and I don't have a lot of time because I cannot let my hot tea get cool. <laughs> so let's first talk about Sierra's flip-flop. And I call it a flip-flop because we thought she had flipped over a new leaf, but her most recent album flop is called Beauty Mark, but the Beauty Mark has turned into a zit. Can you believe this? Her seventh studio album? Hmm. It actually came out May 10th. A little over a week ago And although it's out through her Beauty Marks Entertainment Which is funded by her baller husband Russell It's the first album since she's had out Since she did that level up thing with L.A. Reid at Epic Records And it didn't level up at all But here's the gag That album totally sold only 100 copies What? In a week. The new there one? There are people that's Yes, there are some wow. people that sell 100 copies every minute But apparently you know, Sierra has a very clearly a small niche audience She's a beautiful girl mm-hmm. My thought was she should just like Do the catwalk, start her own clothing line And go overseas and just smash it She's beautiful People yeah. just are not checking for her music anymore I think she'd make a great judge On RuPaul's Drag Race What do you think? You crazy. <laughs> One thing I'll say. Well, and, you know, go ahead. Maybe maybe it's a situation where people just don't think she needs the support. You know what I mean? Yeah, perhaps that's it. But you know, but then again, she probably still wants to have a career somewhat being a working mother. But you know, she had that joint out back in the day, the one two step and I mean, yeah. if you can't get the one two step back when you've got people like Missy Elliott, Justin Timberlake, 
uh, even Ludacris, Kelly Rowland, and you still come up with crickets, I think maybe it's time to just find a new lane. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I think just think, like I said, yeah, modeling, fashion, clothing, a hairline, because she can change her hair mm-hmm. like you blink your eyes. And you think about it, if you think about it, and I did. I've never really seen Sierra caught at a bad angle. And, you know, she wears a lot of enhancements like a lot of women do. But Sierra's got a gorgeous head of hair because I, not I didn't see it. I synced it. Okay. <laughs> so maybe she'll do that and just keep it moving. Now, you know, everybody's talking about Lamar Odom this week. He's got this book coming out. Well, Jack, actually, it's out. And he's talking about his past, how he cheated on Khloe Kardashian, how he regrets being unfaithful and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He says, I wish I could have been more of a man. It bothers me to this day. Now, this book is called Darkness to Light, and he talks about his struggles with addiction, and he claims to be, I guess, a Wilt Chamberlain Jr. saying that he has slept with 2,000 women. But my question is, if you were so high, Lamar, how do you keep counting how many women you slept with? I'm just asking. (laughs) But the best quote out of all of this is where he says, and if you have children in the room or you get offended, you know, get at me on social media. But this is to quote Lamar. He said, I couldn't keep my dick in my pants and I could not keep the coke out of my nose. Wow. So that might be enough to make people go and get this book. But if you are into magazines, there is a juicy excerpt from Lamar's book, Darkness to Light in People Magazine, which is on newsstands now. The last thing you mentioned, maybe that should be the title of the book. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't keep it in and I couldn't keep it out. <laughs> Lamar! Lamar. He's trying to come. Good luck, man. Anyway, oh, I got one better for you. Since we're talking about Lamar and drugs, now let's talk about George Clinton, oh. the undisputed king of P Funk. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know about the legend of George Clinton and P Funk over the years. We know Flashlight, Ted Roof Off the Sucker, and a whole bunch of other things. Dr. Funkenstein, the mothership. Genius. Well, he's being sued. Wait, he's being sued by some former employees. Ask me why. Uh, money. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Well, not so much that, but they're suing him for back pay. Yeah. And like I said, there's no secret that George Clinton's career has been fueled by a variety of drugs over the years. Mm. So what he would do is he'd offer different types of drugs to the band members, and then when time came for him to pay them, he would deduct the cost of the drugs he was feeding oh. them. And now they, that is so bandy, that is so foul, <laughs> that is so effed up. So now they are suing him for back pay because he was charging them to get high off of somebody's supply. Well, let, let me ask you, Tanya, how far is it going back? We're going back to the mothership. So you're talking the mid to late 70s. You know, I mean, think about it. I went to a George Clinton concert in the 90s. I made the mistake of being in the second row. And when I left that concert, I smelled like I had been smoking weed since 1979. (laughs) I mean, it just, I reeked of it. And I don't smoke. Well, let let me say this, though, y'all. The man is a genius. I mean, if you consider what he did for funk during that period and even it's funny because I was listening to it a couple of weeks ago and you know just going through some of the stuff from Funkadelic Parliament and you know looking back on it man who could write something like that you know what I mean who could come up with that world and it's unfortunate that these lawsuits kind of taint that and he's he's retiring Um, I wish they had gotten at him sooner you know 
Well, no, he didn't have the money. Now he just got his publishing back. He had said he made some really bad decisions, and yeah. he was not high. He was high, and he signed it all away and let people steal it from him. So now they can sue him because he's got some money to pay. And as you stated, he is on his farewell tour, and it is selling out everywhere. Yeah. Well. He's going to have to cut hope that he check. he can come to a resolution. Yeah, but I hope so, too. a lot of the guys that were in his band are no longer here, so maybe they'll be something for their families, their wives, their children, their grandchildren, or something along that line. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, P-Funk is, is such an amazing legacy. I just I just hope they can figure something out. Don't take it. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You wonder, like you said, would we have had that much P-Funk if they weren't high? <laughs> they all contributed something along somewhere, you no. know, in the journey. You know, Let's answer that. Dude, no. You know, dude that sang Teddy Roof off the sucker, rest in peace, Ray Davis. You know, that song would not have been that song without Ray putting that stank on the record. Because when you hear that, you know what it is. You know what flashlight is. You even know what bop gun is. You even know I mean, just songs from back in the dizzy. And, and at the end of the day, you know, George has had a very colorful, long career and not many people can come from doing hair during the week and singing on the weekends mm-hmm. to being, you know, the master of funk, hands down, bar none, whether you're black, blue, green, or grizzly gray. Yeah. That's one thing I think we can all agree on. Agreed. What else you got? So, uh, uh, did you know? Did you know that the Jacksons and Stevie Wonder were related? No. Wow. A lot of people didn't know that. Janet just revealed recently in a BBC interview that they are third cousins on her mother, Catherine's side. And if you recall, Catherine Jackson really is the one with the voice. So any of them that can sing it comes from the mother, not from Joe Jackson. Joe hmm. was always an also ran wannabe musician. Hmm. But yes, they are related. A lot of people didn't know that. She said only she knew, Michael knew, and Randy knew. And if Does you Stevie think know? about it, all right, uh, he, no, he so he thinks it. But if you think about it, you know, during and after the Motown days, Michael and Stevie did a lot of collaborations. Michael knew. Randy knew for what it, maybe he overheard somebody telling somebody. Mm-hmm. And Janet knew. And, uh, you know, the joke is don't tell Jermaine because he'll try to go there on the front of the family and try to get a loan because we all know Jermaine has all them ex-wives and bills and babies that he's not paying for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, a, in all things considered, I can see that. But I want to say shout out to Stevie Wonder. There is a 100 foot mural being painted to honor Stevie Wonder in Detroit. Mm. He is from Saginaw, Michigan, but Absolutely. you know, if there was somebody, I'd say maybe aside from Smokey Robinson in terms of being a writer and producer and really being an anchor at Motown, mm. aside from Smokey, Stevie deserves it. And I the agree. artist who's doing this is coming over from London and doing it at his own expense. So five honors to Stevie Wonder who's also still out there, 69 years old, 10 kids, still dipping it and doing it. Oh no, how uh, Stevie's what, 69? Stevie just turned 69, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he out there is still dipping it and doing it. Yeah, he's 69 and he got nine kids, do the math. Wow. But anyway, um, lastly, you know, and then we go to Chicago real quickly. A lot of things have happened. A lot of, as they say, empires are crumbling. Lee Daniels' uh, show Star was canceled. Empire has one more season. They're going to pay Jesse Smollett. Probably won't see too much of him. Then Steve Harvey from, you know, went to Chicago. He lost little big shots being replaced by Melissa McCarthy. His talk show is done. The new uh, show in that place will be Kelly Clarkson. And word from the curb is that 
his gig at Family Feud might be in jeopardy too. So I don't know. And then you know, there's his his wife Marjorie. There's rumors that they're not getting along. And Marjorie, everybody knows. I'm just gonna put it out there. She was a dope girl before she got with Steve Harvey. And one of those guys that she was with is about to get out of jail. And I hear he's writing a book looking for a publisher. And he said nothing is off limits. He is going to spill all of that tea. So that's, that's crazy. His name is Jim Hightower. Remember wow. that name. Wow. Okay. Also, lastly, I want to close out just saying, you know, five on it. If you don't know who the Dells are, but you saw the movie The Five Heartbeats, Robert Townsend, it's no secret. A lot of that was based on their lives and their careers. And two of the Dells, um, Johnny Carter and Marvin Jr. Johnny was the high falsetto singer. Marvin Jr. was that gravelly singing flat foot in church lead singer. Oh, what a night and stay in my corner. Well, the bass singer and really the, the glue that kept the group together, Chuck Barksdale, he passed away earlier this week. He was 84 years old. The Dells worked for 60 years before they retired. Uh, they got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. So now there are only two. Vern and Mickey are the only two of the original Dells that are still alive. But if you're in Chicago, and I heard people are out there, the streets are clogged up already. There's a public viewing on Sunday at 1 p.m. And then if you can get in, Mr. Barksdale's homegoing is on Monday, May 20th. And both of those events take place at the Harold Washington Cultural Center. They couldn't find a church big enough. Mm-hmm. And that's at 4701 South King Drive in Chicago, Illinois. So shout out, rest in peace to the great Chuck Barksdale. And I think we all come from a place where we all know their, we know their songs are hard. Is a house for love from the five heartbeats. Absolutely. Two of my favorites out before I was even born, but stay in my corner and oh, what a night. You know, those are classics. Absolutely, man. Rest in peace. And so, I'm glad they're giving him a great send off. That's good. Yeah. And for you young people who don't know who the Dells are, help yourself and go and Google these men and you will see the contributions that they made to R&B. They were out there before the Temptations, before the OJs, you know, before Boys to Men and Jagged Edge and all the groups that you know came you know in, in, into the the more recent um, you know, places on the landscape mm-hmm. so they really were and even when they were in their 70s and 80s if you look at the clip of them getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the harmonies would just put you down yeah. I mean hands down bar none five on it to the Dells one of my favorite groups actually Absolutely, absolutely. So that's all I got. Can't do no more. I just slid <laughs> in from Hollywood, Florida. It really does exist. Mm. And I'll just say I'm glad to be back in the ATL. I can't say no. I can't say no more. Can't say no that's more. That's all I got for you. Check me out on the Graham T-Bird, uh, T-Bird Atlanta. And don't forget, I'll be in uh, West Palm Beach on Saturday, July 20th, speaking at an entertainment industry masterclass go to my instagram page all the information is there for all of you who are really serious about being in the music industry you have time now to save up only 50 dollars. so it's not about the money that's just to cover the cost come help yourself get educated learn how to handle business and learn how to keep your money how about that absolutely tanya b one more thing go ahead speaking of that no i got i gotta i gotta drop this on you Mm -hmm. again remember the name kevin foster kevin foster was a business manager for neo and brian mcknight and he's about to go to jail because he stole over 3.5 million dollars from the two of them collectively and uh defrauded them and i just knocked over my desk i was so excited (laughs) again that's that's another cautionary 
fairy tale. Here are two artists who've been around for so long, they still got ripped off. So keep wow. your eyes on your luggage and keep your eyes on your coins, people. That's crazy. Well, Tanya B, hey, thank you so much, and uh, thanks for spilling the tea one more week. And I'll make sure we put all that on the podcast page, okay? All right. Come all right. get it. Come get it. All right, Tanya, thank you so much. And let's let's just jump into these uh, headlines. A lot of crazy stuff this week. This is a, an interesting week. This is the wag the dog week of distractions from 45. And, and, you know, just amazing. But anyway, all right, let's go, Mike. Wall Street is concerned about the escalating trade war between the U.S. and China. The Dow was down over 600 points Monday after China announced it would impose higher tariffs on a range of U.S. goods, including frozen vegetables and liquefied natural gas. A move that followed Washington's decision last week to raise its own levies on $200 billion in Chinese imports. China is also targeting U.S. agriculture, but the president says he has a plan for farmers. We're going to take the highest year. The biggest purchase that China has ever made with our farmers, which is about $15 billion, and do something reciprocal to our farmers so our farmers can do well. President Trump says he will meet with China's president next month. A departmental trial is underway for New York City police officer Daniel Pantaleo, who was involved in the death of Eric Garner in 2014. Pantaleo is not facing criminal charges but could lose his job. He's been on desk duty since Garner's death. Singer, actress, TV star, animal activist, and just plain well-liked Hollywood icon, Doris Day died early Monday at the age of 97 at her home in California. Day was a superstar in the 50s and 60s and will be remembered for songs like Que Sera Sera and movies like Pillow Talk. Day's death follows the death of actress Peggy Lipton, who died over the weekend after a battle with cancer. She starred in TV's Mod Squad and on Twin Peaks. Lipton was also married to Quincy Jones from 1974 to 1990. Peggy Lipton was 72. China and the United States have agreed to keep talking about their trade dispute, the Chinese government said on Tuesday. As President Trump said, he thought recent discussions in Beijing would be successful. Well, I'll let you know in about three or four weeks whether or not it was successful. You never really know, right? But I have a feeling it's going to be very successful. Abortion rights activists are vowing to challenge an Alabama bill that would ban abortions, even in cases of rape and incest. It's the latest attempt by conservatives to reverse the 1973 Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision. The move resulted in emotional responses from state lawmakers before the vote, including Democrat Linda Coleman Madison. You don't know what you don't know because you've never been pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's the choice of two people. That's right. But it seems like only one is being thrown under the bus here. Alabama Republican Governor Kay Ivey has a week to sign or veto the bill, which would be the nation's strictest anti-abortion law. She is a strong opponent of abortion, but has so far withheld comment on whether she would sign the bill. The New York City medical examiner who conducted an autopsy on Eric Garner, the man who died during an attempted arrest in 2014, testified today. She told a hearing that the policeman who subdued the suspect used a chokehold that triggered the lethal cascade that killed Garner. The New York City Police Department is conducting a hearing for Officer Daniel Pantaleo that could lead to his dismissal. The State Department has ordered all non-essential personnel at the U.S. Embassy and Consulate in Iraq to leave the country amid rising tensions between the U.S. and Iran. The announcement was made in a security alert on its website. 
President Trump announced a proposal to overhaul the U.S. immigration system to favor young, educated, English-speaking applicants instead of people with family ties to Americans. The plan faces an uphill battle in Congress. Our policies have turbocharged our economy. Now we must implement an immigration system that will allow our citizens to prosper for generations to come. Mr. Trump's plan was widely panned by Democrats and immigration advocacy groups. The president has let his national security team and other aides know that he wants to keep tensions with Tehran from boiling over into an armed conflict. But he has also made clear that he will protect U.S. interests in the region. U.S. intelligence showed heightened activity by Iran that U.S. officials took as a threat against American targets in the region. Washington lawmakers on both sides of the aisle say a war with Iran would need their approval. To see the situation escalate to the point where this president is even considering military action, it would be a serious mistake. That's Democratic Senator Dick Durbin. All right, Mike, thanks so much, man. Hey, you know, I'm not even going to get into the political theater because that's it's just theater. Uh, It's unfortunate that these issues with uh, abortion rights are being used to galvanize um, the uh, the religious right, um, it's just unfortunate that people are being used uh, for votes, and and it happens every you know every every season. It happens, you know, around every election. It happened with Bush. It's happened. I mean, the Republican Party just continues to use these uh, cultural. Um, I, I don't even know what to call them. Cultural breaking points, cultural wars, culture wars. They're using these to um, to galvanize their base. And it's unfortunate, man, because it, it does uh, it, it does damage with with every generation. And um, we'll see how this goes. But in the in the meantime, I'm going to avoid all those distractions. And I do want to just say a shout out. And this is interesting because I may lose my black card on this. But I grew up, man, with Doris Day, Doris Day. Um, my my uh, family mom always would watch that Doris Day show <laughs> on TV, and, and you know, Kesara Sara was the theme song. I know y'all don't remember that; it, it's way too old. But you can go to YouTube and check it out. The, the show stayed on for five years, so part of my life was watching that show, whatever day it came on for five years. So just you know, that's how I know and was exposed to Doris Day. So the other. Um, Mentioned that Mike made in his report was Peggy Lipton. And I don't know if y'all know, he did mention that uh, Peggy Lipton was married to Quincy Jones. And uh, of course, uh, Quincy um, is, well, the, the father of Rashida Jones and, and, and Peggy Lipton is the mother of Rashida Jones. So if y'all didn't know and old school folks might know Peggy Lipton from the show, The Mob Squad, where you had Clarence Williams, the uh, third, had Julie. And so Clarence Williams was Link. You had the guy who played Pete and Julie. They were the mob squad. I, I should do trivia and, and see if y'all can win some money on that little bit of trivia. But anyway, I digress. All right. Uh, I promised y'all a bit of Rob Redding, Redding, uh, Rob Redding and, and here we go. And that's what I want to start the show with today. Now, it all goes downhill from here in our weekend review of how things went starting on Monday. Let's go all the way back to Monday where we had Tiffany Yaddish, of course, we picked up with what happened with her 
at the Met Gala, which is actually going to be key to a lot of stories, including something that's going on over at Cover Gal or Cover Girl. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But the Met Gala was the center of controversy for Tiffany Ash, who showed up as a pimp toting chicken. All right, so I'm rocking this Michael Kors, very camp, you know what I'm saying? She got that zebra slash sequence, she ready look. This that pimperella, baby. She ready. She ready. Can you tell us what camp means to you or what you first thought when you heard the theme was camp? When I first heard that the theme was camp, I thought, oh, I get to wear a wife beater, some walking shorts, and some boots. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm bringing s'mores. It's going to be so much fun. And then when they told me, no, it's like over the top, glam, boom, whatever you want. I was like, let's go. Pimperella in the building. I feel like you're always spilling the tea. Can you give us an inside look on what it's like inside the Met Gala? Um, there's not enough food, so I brought some. I got chicken in my bag. Can you wait? Can you show us that again? Can you show us that again? <laughs> what? Dude? That chicken? That chicken in the bag? She ready? Yeah, yeah. That that's what she said. She said she's pimping. The last time I checked, you know, in in street lingo. Women really don't pimp. Men pimp women, but it, it's fine. If she wants to pretend like she's pimping somebody, that's fine. And then she's got, she's literally got fried chicken in her purse on the red carpet. Yes, she, she did it. Yeah, she's a comedian. I get it. I'm supposed to laugh. It's supposed to be funny. But here's the thing. As Steve Harvey would say, who we're going to get to in a moment, white folks are watching. White folks are out here watching right now. And white folks are, are looking at you right now. This is the thing that, that, that she doesn't seem to get in a lot of zeers and a lot of, um, a lot of these, 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 these millennials don't get. The thing that they don't get is the struggle and how far we have come and how hard we have worked to create an image where we don't all shuck and jive. We're not all pimps and prostitutes. All right, which she would be a, not a, a pimp, but she would be a prostitute. Okay, she's not pimp religious or pimp anything like that. What she really is is she's dressed like, you know, in the tradition of a prostitute, and that's what she's dressed like. So at the end of the day, she sees, you know, herself as turning this stereotype and this trope on its head when she is perpetuating the stereotype and the trope when she literally has fried chicken in her purse and she pulls it out at the Met Gala, okay? These are things that we have fought a long time, a very long time to get rid of, and she's perpetuating. It's not funny. It might be funny to very sophomoric thinking people who are not completely plugged in, conscious, and quote-unquote woke. All right, y'all, so so that was Rob. Uh, You got a taste of what he's all about. Don't forget, uh, starting next weekend, uh, we're going to start running his show, and... um, Really excited again about having a weekly report from Rob Redding. It is a uh, a one hour show, so make sure you catch it. I'll make sure that the information is on our podcast page when we debut it, which is next weekend. And in addition to that, um, I'll make sure that uh, ch- check us out on social media. I'll make sure we mention it as well. All right, y'all, go to castropolis.net. All the information you need is there. Uh, including other podcasts, our great shows. Thank you so much um, to all the podcasts who support Castropolis. 
Um, you stream us every Sunday live. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. You can check us out. Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. Just search GP3 Homies. Also, please support us. Go to Patreon. Go to Castropolis.net. All the information is there. And with that, show number 136 is in the can, y'all. And we out of here. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect by email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SBDG, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.